Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast and if you're new here, welcome to Unbalanced with me, Kara Stavage. How are we all doing? I hope you're all doing well. I hope that you've had a good couple of weeks since we've last spoken. I'm trying to think of any updates to give you guys. I feel like there's not much going on, just the usual work and lots of kind of extracurricular. I mean, I know I'm not in school anymore, but like outside of work things going on, like really keeping busy. Once again, I'm trying not to overdo it and I'm trying to make sure that I still have plenty of evenings during the week where I can just kind of wind down and relax and edit my podcast because I feel like editing is a good way to relax. I think I've said this before, but yeah, I have been kind of booked and busy but in the best way anyone who knows me knows I'm a very extroverted person so any excuse to meet up with someone or for new kind of social opportunities I'm there like I will make sure that I'm as present at as many social gatherings as I can (laughs) but also I have been struggling a bit more with my leg. I don't know if you guys remember me mentioning in my last solo episode I've kind of had this bad leg kind of situation since between Christmas and New Year. I guess when it first started I just thought it would go away quite quickly because I've never really experienced it long term before but it hasn't really gone away since. I'm still convincing myself that it is because of the cold outside and the weather conditions just aren't very good and if I do try to go for a walk outside if it's too cold or if it's a bit windy then my leg would just kind of seize up and just get really really painful. So I've really, really taken the time to listen to my body and not to go out for walks if I don't feel like it and to just rest if my body feels like it needs that. But there's also trying to find the balance between resting and keep moving and exercising because I don't want to rest too much and then lose the ability that I do have. You know, I don't want to deteriorate even faster if I just relax the whole time, if I just sit down and not do much exercise. So I have been really trying to find the balance. Ironically, that's the name of my podcast, Unbalanced. So I have been trying to attempt some walks. Some of them have been okay if they're really, really short. And some of them I've had to just turn back because my leg gets too painful. And the longer I walk, the worse my leg gets. It just does more harm than good. So it's all kind of been about listening to my body on the day, seeing what I'm ready to face and just taking it from there really. So I'm really trying to not put any expectations or any extra pressure on myself because that's not going to really do much for me. I know a lot of people set goals for themselves or try to do this many steps in a day or whatever it is. I try not to follow that because if I set a goal and then it's realistic for me one day but then unrealistic for another day, that's just going to kind of let myself down and the last thing I want is to feel really bad about myself because it's something I can't help. As I said before, it's the winter. I'm not going to put any extra pressure on myself to just go outside too much because it's too cold, guys. It's time to just chill for a bit. Although the weather is gradually you know with a lot of bad days it's gradually getting better so I know spring isn't too far away now so I'm really really hoping that the weather changes for good and I'm managing a bit more outside one thing that has helped me a lot though is the gym because the conditions inside are all much more suitable for me it's a lot warmer than it is outside there's no wind that can knock me over trust me the wind that has been recently oh my goodness I don't know what it is storm whatever the name is has really really taken an effect to me and every time even if I just walk to my car I like congratulate myself for even getting to my car because (laughs) the wind is just so strong that sometimes I genuinely think 
think that it can just carry me up or knock me over because I'm not a strong gal as we've established. (laughs) So the gym has been really good for me to just maintain, well, the amount of strength that I have (laughs) in a really good setting. Obviously on the treadmill, I can set the pace to whatever's comfortable for me. And obviously the treadmill is something I can hold on to as well for extra stability. So I'm not depending on leaning on someone else for support. I can just do my slow walks and I can manage a lot more on a treadmill than I would be able to in the outside world. So it has really been a blessing for me to be able to use the gym just to maintain my exercise a bit more. Because when I say to people that I'm going to the gym and how often I go they're like wow you're such a gym rat but I'm like actually it's just kind of the equivalent to just going for a walk for me because I'm not strong enough to hit all the machines or you know go absolutely crazy and gain any strength in the gym like obviously that's what a lot of people tend to go to the gym for is to build muscle and get stronger but because for me it's not actually possible to do that it's just a way of kind of maintaining what I've already got and it's a good space for me to focus on doing my stretches doing my physiotherapy exercises and keeping my cardio going it's just simple things like that so the exercises I do in the gym are probably nothing compared to an actual gym rat as people say it's just a way for me to set aside time to focus on moving my body in a safe environment basically so just wanted to clear up those rumors guys I'm not a strong gym rat (laughs) I'm just a girl that's trying to keep moving and keep maintaining what she has anyway actually I feel like that's a good way to get into our topic today oh I'm so good at like links you know, from life update to the actual topic. Guys, I'm nailing it today. So speaking of comparing, as you can probably tell from the title, our topic today, we're going to be talking about comparing yourself to other people in real life. I'm going to be talking about the media and representation of disabilities as well. I had been umming and ahhing about this topic because I felt that I could have done a bunch of research to back up some points that I might make or to give you guys a bit more of an educated discussion I guess but then I realised that's actually not what my podcast is at all. I want my podcast to resemble a chat over a cup of coffee more than like an actual educational podcast like if you're looking to be actually educated in a more fully researched way then that would be a completely different podcast but I know if I want this podcast to resemble having just a chat with someone I'm not going to do a bunch of research before meeting up with a friend to discuss this do you know what I mean like this is purely just my own perspective things that I've picked up on obviously I'm open to research and if I do come across any interesting articles or books or anything like that I'm sure I could do an episode where I dive a bit deeper but for now I just want to do this in my own words you know it's not a dissertation where I have to quote people all the time or come up with like really interesting facts and stuff like this is just the way that I see comparison and the topics that I'm gonna get into today So as we all know, I'm sure, like most of the people here listening, we're all used to comparing ourselves to other people. It's something that every single person does. It's something that we do from when we're really, really young. For example, comparing experiences like, my friend's allowed to go on sleepovers, so why can't I? Or looks or things like, my friend's got a Nintendo DS. That was a big thing growing up. And I I never had one, so... 
I always compared myself to my friends and thought I was so deprived in life because I didn't have a DS. But turns out it wasn't that deep. But anyway, yeah, we do that all through our lives. And then as we get into teenagehood, you compare looks more because everything is about looks and impressing other people. For girls, it might be impressing other people in their friend groups or boys. And obviously, the big thing that is social media. As teenagers, we start to get into social media and pop culture online, which can be really, really difficult to navigate when you're trying to discover who you are as well. And it's definitely something that I've struggled with all through growing up because it's everywhere and beauty standards are everywhere and I felt like there wasn't much representation of people that were like me in the media and I'm not saying you know I'm unique and I'm really really special and there should be more people like me specifically out there but what I mean is everyone is completely different that it's hard to bunch everyone up into this one category that everyone should follow growing up and getting used to this label I suppose like I never really liked the term disabled sometimes I like to say that I have a disability so it's kind of a part of me and it doesn't really define me but anyway just not seeing any other people with disabilities out there was really difficult because who was I supposed to look up to who was I supposed to compare myself to So as I started to struggle with walking a bit wonky in high school, I was so, so self-conscious and I would try to walk like everyone else and try to walk straight. For me, it just felt like I was putting on a weird walk and people might stare at me weird, but it was actually what a normal walk would be, you know, like with your legs straight. And I tried so hard not to make it obvious that I was struggling on the stairs, for example. My friends obviously knew and they would help me up. But if I passed other people in my year in school or anything, oh, I would feel so embarrassed and self-conscious and I just didn't want to seem different. I didn't want to stand out from the other girls, you know? And obviously there are trends going around. It's a huge thing now, but even then following trends was such a huge thing. Like it was so important to stay on trend, to look and dress this way and these kind of clothes. And if you outfit repeated, that was a crime. But also if you wore the same thing as someone else, that was also a crime, even though it was a trend. I never like wrap my head around that because trends are something that most people are expected to follow. And everyone is supposed to follow this trend. For example, a pair of shoes or a makeup look or some kind of fashion style. Everyone would start doing it as soon as it was trendy. You'd be weird if you didn't do it. But then if you did do it, people could also call you a copycat or not unique. You know, find your own style, that kind of thing. So I guess you can never really win with beauty standards. Like there's always something to pick on. I did my university dissertation. I did touch a lot on beauty standards and beauty standards in the media and on films and in theatre because that was my degree. But I'm not going to go into that today, but I might make that another episode. So then growing up from high school into university where you meet lots of different people from different cultures with their own styles. It was a lot more refreshing and I felt that I could experiment a bit more with who I was, but I'm the type of person who's so easily influenced by other people. Like, I don't know, I've always been that way and I hate it about myself, but I also kind of really like it because it nudges me towards experimenting with different styles until I give up and try my own thing. So like if someone says like, oh, I love this, I would then most likely have a look at what that is, try it out for myself and see if I like it or not. But being in a society where people encourage you to be yourself but also push certain standards on us, 
is really, really difficult to navigate, especially when you're growing into your 20s and you're trying to find your own way in life. But you've got all these other voices coming at you from different directions, mostly on social media. And something I struggled with in university was coming across influencer culture and celebrity culture and how everyone is perfect and they all look amazing. None of them ever seem to have health problems. And that was a big struggle for me because I was like, oh, I'm not a lucky one then. Like, obviously, I'm not extremely lucky to have this condition. But, you know, at least if I saw someone else that kind of seems perfect, but actually has another struggle sharing that on social media, that would have made such a huge difference to the way I saw my condition. But then gradually I saw people opening up about things that they had. For example, a big one for me was Billie Eilish. She has Tourette's and I think people had kind of caught on to it because it's not really something you can always hide. Um, but she ended up opening up about it and she she just didn't really make a big fuss out of it. She was just kind of like, yeah, it's just something I have. I've struggled with it, but it's just something I'm learning to kind of deal with but it doesn't really define me and I don't really want to talk about it loads, but it's just something that I have and that's it really. And I just thought that was such a breath of fresh air to see such an iconic celebrity in our generation. Like I'm older than Billie Eilish, that's crazy. But just seeing another young female who's so idolised and can seem so perfect opening up about something that's actually quite common and it just kind of shows that she's also human, you know? She's not some kind of god you know that people put on a pedestal and we'll never be able to be like but actually we're all humans and we all have different stuff going on and yeah just seeing her talk about something that was normal in humanity and even though I don't have Tourette's myself it was just nice to see a celebrity talk about some kind of a disability and then not long afterwards the Scottish singer Lewis Capaldi opened up about his Tourette's and one by one I just saw different influencers and celebrities giving us a bit more of an insight into their real life and not just the glamorized versions they decide to put up on social media and everyone's guilty of this everyone's guilty of only showing the best bits of their life on social media and that's something I hate about it but it's something I also do myself I'm trying to be a bit more real but I guess I just I'm a perfectionist and I love taking pictures I love posting pretty pictures on my Instagram but my life isn't always just pretty pictures I guess when I am going through a rough patch or if I'm struggling there just aren't any pictures to show for it so it's not that I'm trying to hide that it's just that when it happens there's just nothing to post I wouldn't really say I have enough of a following for people to care really but I think it's really important for influencers and social media users that people look up to and want to be like actually just to open up a bit about their real lives and anything they do struggle with and I'm not saying that everyone should be completely transparent and trauma dump on social media I'm not saying that at all I'm just saying that having representation I don't think people realize it goes such a long way just to have diverse representation on social media and if I grew up knowing of people that were kind of like me I don't know female similar to my age and were also disabled it would have been so good to have someone like that to look up to growing up watching the YouTube videos or whatever they would have done it would have been so nice to grow up knowing that you can also be 
whatever you want to be but with a disability as well I think it would have been so nice to know that a disability won't stop you from doing whatever you want and sometimes it's okay to not be like everyone else because it's so easy to compare to other people but now I'm gonna talk about comparison in real life because I've talked a lot about social media and growing up online and now I want to talk about real life So growing up, it was really easy to compare the way you look to other people. Um, I tried to just focus on who I was, but when my condition became more prominent in my life, I got told by the doctors that my calves would naturally be a bit bigger. And I just looked at my calves and obviously I'm used to my calves. And to me, my calves are normal until I was at this Welsh festival and a boy from my year came up to me and was like, Karis, why are your calves so big? And I was like, it's obvious. I've been walking around this whole time because it was a hot summer's day as well. I was wearing shorts and I was thinking that my calves were normal and people would not see it any different to other calves. But turns out I was wrong this whole time and it is obvious. And now people think I'm weird because I have huge calves. And uh, I started to like mentally spiral a, a little bit there. And I just had to kind of calmly explain to this ignorant little boy, yeah, I have a disability, which means that my calves are a bit big. But ever since that, I was like, oh, do I need to be self-conscious about these kind of things now? Like stuff like that never really crossed my mind. But since then, I thought, oh, maybe I have to. Like maybe this is why all girls are self-conscious about, you know, the way they look, how big their boobs are or how flat their stomachs are or whatever. Like this is the kind of thing. It just kind of opened my eyes to oh, the awful, awful world of comparison and body image. And also, if you didn't know, I have celiac disease. I've done an episode on this if you want to give it a listen. But I also struggled in primary school. I had a huge belly because of my celiac disease and people picked on me because of that. But then as soon as I got diagnosed, I was healed. I felt a lot better. I looked much better and my belly kind of wasn't really a problem anymore. But I always had that in the back of my mind. People actually notice these things about other people. But also I try not to deep it too much. I try not to let it get to me now because I know that other people are just so focused on themselves and the way that they look. So even now, I don't think my calves are that big, guys. Like when I say they're a little bit enlarged, they're not huge. And to this day, I don't think many people would notice. And thankfully, as I've mentioned before, trans are still a thing. It's really trendy to wear looser, baggier clothes. And since this trend has begun, it's been a while. It's been around for quite a while now. But I find myself so much more comfortable in wider legged trousers and just kind of baggier clothes in general just because I feel more comfortable. It's much more flexible for me, for my body. It's not restricting. But also I know that other people won't notice my legs or my calves. I mean, I know it's probably still obvious that I walk a bit wonky, but I try not to let that get to me. It's just a part of who I am now and I just have to embrace that. But it's still difficult when I look at other people walking or run up and down stairs completely fine. It still gets to my head sometimes knowing that other people are able to do things that I so wish I could do, but I can't because of this condition. And this brings me to my next point, actually. It's not just looks, it's physical as well. So knowing that other people can do things that I either never could do or used to be able to do, but can't anymore that's been a real struggle for me and I constantly compare myself sometimes even without trying like it's just subconscious and kind of feeling jealous of other people for being able to do things that they don't even think about doing like it's so effortless for them that for me it would take so much hard work to do or maybe I can't do it at all 
I don't know if I'm rambling on a bit here guys but try to bear with me it's a bit of a rant at the moment but I guess growing up the world was my oyster and I could be whatever I wanted to and I'd kind of toyed with the idea of acting for a bit and maybe going into theatre but as soon as I went to university and I did performances and I did workshops I knew that that wasn't realistic for me because it's such a physical job so knowing that I had to pursue another dream in a way I know that there are opportunities for disabled people but I think it just kind of struck a note with me to try something new and even now watching performances live on stage it's like one of my favorite things to do or watching films or something like that seeing the actors work such intricate amazing physical work with their bodies is something so beautiful to watch but in the back of my mind I'm a bit jealous and I compare myself to them and think if only I could jump like that if only I could leap up from the floor like that Um, but I can't I'm not strong enough it's something I'll never be able to do it's something that I'm still coming to terms with and try not to let it get to me too much but it'll always be there in the back of my mind unfortunately it's a thing that I don't think will ever go away but I saw a post actually on Instagram from a disabled content creator she just posted the words sometimes it's okay to grieve what you once had and that's something that I've learned is okay to do it's okay to take a second and kind of feel sorry for yourself in a way obviously with this podcast the last thing I want to do is a pity party and for people to feel sorry for me or whoever I get onto this podcast but sometimes it's okay to just be real about it for a second and I do sometimes grieve what I can't do anymore and what other people can do that I can't and it's a constant state of comparison with other people that I'm really really trying to work at and sometimes if I'm late for the train and I have to take the lift or I if the lift is broken I have to struggle up the stairs and it takes about half an hour no I'm exaggerating it takes a lot longer for me um, than the average person so I would be kind of struggling on the on the stairs with the rail like one step at a time really really working hard and other people past me in the train station would bound up and down just leap up two steps at a time without even thinking about it you know, like, situations like that, sometimes I'm like, ugh, they're so lucky, and sometimes I just want to cry on the spot, but that's because it's more frustrating for me, and there are a lot of things that I do that other people won't even think about, because for them it's just so easy that they don't even need to consider it to be a struggle, which is crazy, it's just crazy how the human body works sometimes, that some people find certain things really difficult that other people won't even blink an eye at, Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting to have this discussion, but I think I've covered what I want to talk about. I really, really want to continue this discussion. I think it's really interesting and something so relevant to young girls, I guess young people in general, young people with disabilities. Like We have that added thing to compare ourselves to with other people. But what brings me comfort is the fact that I know I'm not the only one that's doing this alone and The fact that I'm speaking up about it helps me, but I know it also helps other people. It is important to raise your voice about it because it just makes other people more aware as well that everyone's different. That's basically the message. Everyone's completely different, so it's completely pointless to compare yourself to other people focus on what you have, be grateful for what you have, like count your blessings, that's a really good way of staying positive because even though I might have lost a lot of things and I know I will continue to lose a lot of things as I get older, 
I'll still have a lot of things to be grateful for. How boring would the world be if everyone was the same? Do you know what I mean? The world is so beautiful because everyone's so different and we all bring a different piece to the world. Wow, guys, I really should not be getting this deep. Like, it's literally in the middle of the day, the sun is out, I need to get outside. So I think I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> I made some soup yesterday, so I'm going to have a bit of soup now. I'm very excited. It's delicious. Sweet potato soup. Can't get any better. So thank you so much for listening and thank you for your continuous love and support for this podcast. It really, really does mean the world to me. Every single message that I get on Instagram, every person that tells me how much their podcast helps them or how much they enjoy listening to it really, really motivates me to keep going and I would love to hear some more from you guys if you want me to talk about anything specific. I'm thinking of doing a Q&A very soon so let me know any questions that you want me to answer. It could be anything from how I produce the podcast, it could be more about my condition, it could be literally any topic you want. I'm open to anything as you know. So enjoy the next couple of weeks, hopefully the weather will stay good. I feel like that makes such a difference and I can't wait for you guys to hear everything else that I've got coming up for you. Every time I end this podcast I just have this huge moment of reflection on the podcast and it's actually crazy that I'm doing this and I'm really really grateful for everyone. Okay, I'm gonna go before I spiral. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed today and I will be back with another episode very soon. I've got a little surprise. Next week is a bonus Welsh speaking episode for any Welsh speakers out here. And then I've got the usual interview episode in two weeks. So I will speak to you guys very soon. But until then, keep spreading the unbalanced word. Leave this podcast a five-star review and give it a follow. I will speak to you very soon. Bye!